You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Galaxy Theatre with Vice Squad. What's your name and what do you do? Uh, my name's Becky, and I'm the lead singer and guitar player. And how about uh, the rest of the people in here? I'm Tone, and I sing backing vocals and play drums. And how about you? My name's Paul Rooney, that's Rooney, and I play guitar, I sing and I tell jokes. Sometimes they're funny jokes, mostly they're not, uh, but I'm... Um, Quite a good guitar player. That's good to know. How about you over here? Um, uh, Mickey G, bass guitar. <laughs> we just correct that. His name is Thicky Wee. Hmm, kind of off there. Wee is a thick wee is when a man does a spermy. <laughs> That's why it's called Thicky Wee. Oh, is that some uh, UK expression? Dirty or? little spunker. No, <laughs> he spunks over pictures of boys' bottoms. Is that true? Absolutely not, no. How long has Vice Squad been around? Um, it was just after, I think, the First World War ended, which was about 1918, and um, when punk rock first developed, and that's when we formed. Wow, that's a long time ago. Was, yeah. So does that make you 100? It wasn't 1918, it was 1981, sorry. Ah, I was going to say, you don't look 100-some years old. Well, I'm on a plastic surgery. That explains it. So is Becky Bondage your real name, or is that what people call you? It's Lydia Latex. Becky Bond is just a stupid name I made up. No, it's not my real name. It was a nickname I was given at school when we were all little junior punk rockers and we all had silly names and mine was Bondage and I've been lumbered with it ever since. Do people always call you Becky Bondage or do they ever call you by your real name? Um, sometimes they call me by my real name, which is George. <laughs> so actually I think I prefer Becky Bondage. Uh, how has the sound of Vice Squad changed over the years? Um, I think it's got better, it's got louder and faster, so for me that means better. And I have your new CD out here called Defiant. Uh, what went into making the CD? Um, blood, sweat, tears, arguments, etc, etc, the usual thing that goes into making a CD for us, I'm afraid. What's your favourite track on there? Um, mine, I think, is Britain is Still Burning. Any particular reason? Um, it was an it was very easy to write, an absolute bastard to record, but it turned out okay, and uh, I like the sentiment of it, so I like that one. So why was it a biatch to record? Um, because um, we decided to put four-part harmony vocals on it, which is not a good idea at that tempo, um, and they required a lot of messing around, but we got it in the end. And we were changing the drum pattern at sort of 10 o'clock the night before we mastered it, so it nearly didn't go onto the album but it made it just in time. Can you tell us a little bit about how you come up with your songs? Um, normally I'm angry and frustrated about something and I go into the bedroom with a sulk on and uh, play the guitar and come up with some diabolical riff and some words or we write it more sensibly and Paul will come up with a tune or a title and we'll write something that way but I've always got something going on in my mind, something to complain about or rant about so it's quite easy really writing stuff. Do you write all of your songs, or do other people write your songs, or do you do covers of any bands or anything like that? We, we, the only covers we do is some Motorhead. Um, I'd also like to cover some ACDC, but generally it's all our own stuff. We don't, no one else writes for us. So what's your influences? Are they ACDC and Motorhead, or do you have other influences? Well, I mean, obviously the bands you like do tend to influence you a bit, but not, not you know... I don't set out to copy Lemmy, for example, though I think I look quite a lot like him. 
not as many warts, obviously, but you know, don't, you don't go out to, to copy your heroes. So I'm more influenced by what's going on around me, really, than, than other bands. I don't deliberately try and sound like somebody else. I don't think we do sound like anyone else, we just sound like us. You just have the pink hair like Lemmy does, right? Yeah, well, Lemmy's actually got naturally pink hair and <laughs> wears a brown wig. Let's take a listen to uh, Britain's Burning, is that right? Britain's still burning, yeah. And that's track... Uh, uh, it's number two, I think, yes. Okay, let's take a listen to track two, Britain is Burning, off of your new CD called Defiant. And we'll be back.
Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're at the Galaxy Theater with Vice Squad. And I hear today's your first day of the tour. How do you feel about that? Um, we're glad to be here in sunny California, but we're all very tired and jet-lagged, and we really want to be in bed. But we're going to be here making loads of noise instead. But I'm sure once we've had a good night's sleep, we'll be even louder tomorrow. Where are some of the other locations you're playing at? Um, I know we're playing somewhere in Hollywood, and we're playing the Corona State Theatre. But I couldn't tell you where. Oh, yeah, Las Vegas and um, Portland and Seattle. But I can't remember the names of the venues because I haven't looked at the itinerary yet. Have you ever played at the Galaxy here? No, this is the first time we've ever been here. Now, possibly the last. <laughs> Why is it that bad? No, 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 no. I mean, they might not like us, so we'll, we'll have to see. Why do you say that? Well, then I'm just being a typical British sarcastic person. We always look on the bad side of everything. I see. Was it because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed? No, no, I didn't really wake up because I didn't go to sleep. That's the problem. Uh, so that's the problem. So do you think the shows in the Europe in Europe are different from the shows here? Do you think they're about the same or what do you think? Um, well, they've got different people who speak different languages there. Uh, <laughs> but apart from that, it's the same kind of thing. We make a lot of noise. The audience make a lot of noise. And then we all drink a lot of beer afterwards. So it's kind of the same. I think possibly they're more enthusiastic here in America. I think they're kind of a bit more into it over here. So do you like playing shows here more, or do you like Europe, or they're about the same? Well, I like playing anywhere. If, if the audience like you, then obviously we enjoy it. The more the audience like us, the more we like them. Uh, it's like a mutual appreciation thing, but generally speaking, if you play in the States, they are very, very into British bands, and you do get a good reception, so it's always nice to come here and play. So do you have a new lineup? Um, it's new if you consider seven years new. They've been we've been together seven years. Because I've been looking on your website and it says your new lineup, and I wasn't really sure what it meant by that. Because yeah, I they mean like the new old lineup, really. I think it means it means it's not the original lineup apart from me. The actual band is is uh, not from the original '80s band Vice Squad. But in uh, 2000 or so, you did a remake of uh, Last Rockers. Is there any reason any reason why you chose that song? Um, basically we were asked to do it by the record company it was like if you do that one we will put your new stuff out so we redid it but which wasn't a problem because we've been playing it live as a band for a long time anyway so we had no problem with that do you like the new version more or do you like the old version more the original um, I'm not kind of that mad on either of them because I've had to play it for 20 years and it's like uh, Roger Taylor from Queen said he hated Bohemian fucking Rhapsody as he called it doesn't matter how many millions of pounds it had earned him if, it, if you're the actual person who wrote the song and you have to play it every night then you, you know you just find it fairly boring though of course you do appreciate the fact other people like it but it's not my favourite song it's just something I wrote as a kid that uh, seemed to touch a lot of people which is nice yeah, that's actually one of my favourite songs, and you say you don't like it. I'm not so. saying I don't like it, I'm just saying I, I prefer, as an artist, because it, w you prefer writing new stuff, you prefer evolving and being creative, you, you, you know, otherwise, if you just like playing old stuff, you'd be a tribute band to yourself, wouldn't you? So, obviously, as an artist, you want to go forward and do something else. Anyone who tells you different is lying, you want to, you know, create something new all the time. What I meant was, I think it's strange because Last Rockers is like one of the Best, like when people talk about Vice Squad, they think of the song Last Rockers or Stand Strong, Stand Proud. And it's interesting that you did, or that the record company had you do a remake of that. So, I don't know, I just thought it was strange. <laughs> it's not very possible. I was about to I say that. Say, you mean re-record it. 
it, it's the usual thing. If you want to get new music heard, when you kind of start over again, if people are saying, we will put this out if you do this, you go, okay, because you want people to hear your new songs. I mean, the, the, this album we've got out now, he originally asked us to do old stuff, and I just said, no way, you either get new or you don't get anything. And luckily, they were keen to have a Vice Squad album, you know, of new stuff, so we got to do it anyway. Yeah, it does get kind of old listening to the same it stuff does, over and over. You know, I, I, I'm not disrespecting it, it's just I've been playing it for a long time, so I like to play something new. Okay, let's take a listen to another song. Uh, shall we listen to Stand Strong, St- Stand Strong, Stand Proud? Uh, well, no, it's not on that album, <laughs> so that would be impossible. Listen to Defiance instead. Defiant? Did you put this on track five, or did you? Did the record company put that on there? We decided that, didn't we? Yeah, we decided that that's where it should be. So you wanted to surprise the audience uh, yeah. five tracks later? We were originally going to call it Don't Let the Bastards Grind You Down, but then we found out a lot of other bands had used that title, so we went with Defiant instead, because it was going to be either Bastards or Defiant. In fact, Defiant Bastards would have been a good title, really. Okay, let's take a listen to that song, and we'll be back. <laughs> Twisted violence in a several road suit Real extreme is what you took a phone He's been for the public who's he gonna prosecute While the government terrorists keep you wanted Yeah. 
Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Galaxy Theater with Vice Squad, and all these people here aren't talking, so let's make some of them talk. <laughs> what do you do besides Vice Squad? This is Paul, by the way. Um, I teach guitar. That's my thing. I purely earn my living through music, so I record um, for TV and film occasionally. I've actually just worked recently. I did a pitch for a movie with a very famous producer out here. But I wasn't paid, and I don't mind. But basically, I do t some TV work, teaching, and Vice Squad. Music really is my life. That's all I do, apart from, uh, apart from drink. Do you have a full-time job as Vice Squad, or do you have any part-time jobs or anything like that? Well, yes, as I say, I am, if I'm not in Vice Squad playing, then I'm either teaching guitar, um, which I do privately in London, um, or I'm doing some film or TV music. That's it. That's how I earn my pay the rent. Is that how that pays for the Vice Squad tours too? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It pays for uh, it pays for all their food. The other two, who, who are not even talking to you guys now out there. Were you guys at British Invasion? Yeah, we play. We should have played at British Invasion. This is the, the Orange, Orange County Pavilion, yeah. And um, actually the, the, the problem started, which where the police came in and it just seemed from my point of view very heavy-handed attack. Uh, when there was maybe a very small amount of trouble with some people, so I could tell. And next thing, uh, there's armed police and helicopters and tear gas and there were lots of kids in there, which really upset me. Uh, but also, apart from that, I, I felt sorry for the people who were hurt. But um, it was also very sad for us because that all this happened literally ten minutes before we were due to play. So basically, we didn't play, and then the following day we had to fly back to England. So we flew all the way out, basically, not to play. So we should have been there. So you got there for nothing. So you're going to play tonight, right? <laughs> I certainly hope so, unless um, you intend starting some kind of riots yourself. I don't know. Do you, I, you seem like a very nice person. Am I uh, right in that assumption? Uh, well, it depends, but we won't go there. So how do you feel about the album Defiant? Well, I actually produced the album, and um, genuinely, genuinely, I believe it's the strongest thing that we've ever done. And um, a bit like Becky, I'm very proud to be associated with the name Vice Squad and Stand Strong, Stand Proud and Last Rockers are, you know, I really greatly appreciate it. Uh, all the kids out here love that. But really I urge people to listen to our new album because it is, I'm just totally over the moon about that. I'm really happy with it. That's good to hear. Do you write any of the songs? Yeah, I co-write I co everything. I write all the music and occasionally some titles and lyrics. Um, and Becky writes all the words and uh, well we a bit of both she also writes she wrote a really great tune called Fast Forward which I'm hoping you might have chance to play right now it's only two minutes 14 seconds I believe but Becky wrote all of that tune herself but basically 50% each I write 50% Becky writes 50% is that on here? yep ok let's take a listen to that song
Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack. And we're here at the Galaxy Theater with the Vice Squad. How does it feel to have one girl in the whole band of guys? Um, it feels good, but I'd rather have um, a whole bunch of girls in the band than just me. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, not for the obvious reasons. It's just that, it's just that um, women can really drink a lot more than men. So that's would be great drinking partners. Is it because uh, you two drink different things, or is it because um, of some other things? Because he wants girls to smear him in butter and lick it off. Interesting. So do you think there are any differences between the shows in the U.S. and the shows in, the, in Europe? Um, basically, I think, the, um, certainly out here as well, we're in California, and I think uh, because of the warm weather and the people are more fiery and enthusiastic out here whereas in Poland and the north of Germany they're a little bit colder in there phlegmatic. Uh, phlegmatic is a great yeah. word thank you Becky for that that's why you're the lyricist and I just sprung the strings for a living so what does that word mean flag flag what <laughs> phlegmatic I think it means quite stern and uh, cool but um, it doesn't mean that they are in any way like that about having the humours of the body and phlegm was meant to mean cold so if you're phlegmatic it means you're a bit cool a cool customer, cold person ah. a bit of medical history there for you that's good to know learning history from a, from a band <laughs> <laughs> so what inspires you to keep Vice Squad going? well it certainly isn't the money or the glamour um, I think basically blind stupidity this is, a, is my guiding star. It's my lodestar. Why do you say blinding stupidity? Because only a fucking idiot would want to be a musician. Because it's an extremely hard life. You get no money, no appreciation. And, you know, well, we get appreciation. But, you know, when we go back to England, we're just like, you know, the lowest of the low. You know, we're a bit below the tramps on the street, really. At least they've got a respectable living begging, whereas we, we make noise for a living. So, no, it's very, very tough. So anyone listening to this, if you're thinking of forming a band, bear that in mind. Um, you know, if you're in, into years of being rejected, etc., then uh, go for it. If you really love music, it's worth it. But, uh, it, it, you know, it's tough. It's hard. How long did it take for Vice Squad to be, to be accepted as a band? Um, when it first started, it was actually it seemed like forever, but it was actually probably about a year and a half. It wasn't very long at all. But we were kids, so it, for us it was a long time. Did you guys go to school at the same time you were playing, or were you out yeah, of school? We were, school? we were at school. We weren't at the same school, but we were at school when we started the band, yeah. How did you find all your bandmates? Um, there was an advert in a record store in Bristol, and uh, I answered it, and that was it. Road to Ruin. So did you start the band, or did someone, someone else start the band? Um, the, the two of them were already together, and then they got in a bass player, and then they got me, but I thought of the name. So why did you pick the name Vice Squad? I don't know, just kind of, I think because of the, I already had the silly name Bondage, and I thought, oh, Vice, you know, because you think sex is naughty when you're about 13 or 14, so that's all very daring. And just like, I like the squad thing, the connotation of like a squad of people playing music, so that's why, it's just something that came to me. And the rest of the band liked it, so we used it. So how do you feel f being the only girl in the whole band of guys? Um, it doesn't really bother me. I don't look at them all as sex objects. As you can see, it's probably quite hard not to. But uh, <laughs> no, we're kind of mates. We're like, you know, brother, brothers and sister, really. So, 
don't you know as you get older you don't really look at you don't really see the differences in the genders that much I've been in an all girl band and there were, there's pros and cons in that I mean in many ways they didn't rock as hard as my male band did so I got a bit fed up with them so I couldn't kick ass the same way but on the other hand I know other girls I'm mates with girls school who really can kick ass as well as the boys do if not more so so it just depends but it doesn't really bother me the gender people either can play and you get on with them or they can't people downstairs are really rocking it they just made the whole place shake <laughs> who's playing down there anyways do you know i'm not quite sure but apparently mildred says he just pulled another band in off the street which band is this stage manager uh, this is a total chaos all right and you pulled them in off the street did you no 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 that's what he just says together <laughs> weren't they the ones that were playing when uh, the riot started out of British, yeah. British Invasion we, we were about to play when the riot went off we were literally about to hit the stage what was that Broken Bones were about two songs before the end of their set and Paul and Mike were behind the safety curtain tuning up ready I had my pedals ready to go on the kit and I thought it was dry ice at first and uh, I popped my head around the curtain I thought Fuck this, this ain't dry ice. <laughs> so you the ice started watering, I pet my pedals up and just done me off back to the dressing room before now enough. So uh, it kicked off and the whole crowd, just literally 4,000 kids just went sideways straight out the door. Seconds, they're just like, gone. Did you let one go? You're right, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I was actually backstage when it happened and I wasn't sure what was going on outside. You started it. I started <laughs> Well, I'd like to think so, but no, not quite. <laughs> but, but I was backstage and I walked in to the venue and I saw everybody rushing out and I thought that was strange. So I walked out and uh, everybody was coming out and people started jumping on the roof and, and then there were helicopters flying by and it was just really weird. It was just a normal night out in Corona really, wasn't it? Does that kind of stuff ever happen in Europe? Um... Well, I guess it does actually. Yeah, we were gonna, we were supposed to play in Hungary a couple of weeks ago. We did a gig in Bratislava, then a gig in us in Vienna, and the next we were supposed to go to Hungary, but we couldn't because it had all kicked off over there. They had riots in the street and stuff, and apparently the police were stopping anybody who looked like a punk, even if they weren't a punk, and kind of roughing them up. So we thought, no, nah, I don't think we'll bother. So we we didn't we didn't play that gig, but it, it happens all the time in Europe, especially in like uh, countries that are now coming into the EEC. The, you know the, the poorer European countries that are now sort of trying to kind of catch up with the rest of Europe. It's a lot of uh, upheaval and stuff going on over there. You mean like Iraq? <laughs> uh, not as bad as Iraq as Iraq, but uh, you, you know what I'm saying the, the people are having changes of governments and stuff. So you know there's always little revolutions going on all over the place. Yeah, I couldn't imagine living in a country where there's a whole bunch of countries next to you. You know, I've always lived in the States. Well, you say this, but, um, you know, Texas is an entirely different state to California, and Louisiana is an entirely different state, you know, Ohio. So, you know, you actually, uh, coming here as a, as a visitor, when we go around America, we see it all as quite, quite different. You know, it's not, oh, good Lord, what's he done? I'm going to have to move we now over here. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've never had anyone do that, have you, before? How many shows have you played in California? Well, in our entire life? I don't know, probably 20 or something in the entire band's history. We haven't played any yet on this tour. This is the first one. That's crazy. I can smell it already. <laughs> well, let's, pl let's play another song before we die in here. 
let's play a uh, Spitfire. Anybody? <laughs> sounds very <laughs> sounds very appropriate for what's happening on right now. <laughs> let's listen to Spitfire, and we'll be back in a moment, hopefully. That was Spitfire by Vice Squad, and you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, at the Galaxy Theater with Vice Squad. So, I forgot what I was about to say, but, uh, oh yes, that's what. I was going to ask you over there, because you don't talk. Oh, why is that? That explains it. I just don't feel very comfortable with with the microphone, and you might have noticed when I'm singing. So I'm guessing you. <laughs> I'm guessing he's not the singer, right? Well, he sort of sings. He bellows. He goes Wah! like that. Don't you, Mild? He's got a degree in music, and he's a professor of English. Would you believe that? No, I wouldn't. It's true. He is a professor, Professor Mildred. 
I'd like to say as well, if you recall, viewers, uh, listeners, that I I teach guitar and Michael there, uh, Michael Mildred Giaquinto, or, or <laughs> Ficky Wee, as we'd like to call him, he, um, and, and that's a, an in-joke there, I can't explain it or else you, you'd be off the air, but um, he teaches as well, could you believe, he will not talk into this microphone and he teaches English as for a living, part of his income is through teaching. What does he teach them? Nothing. Does he just stand there in front of a crowd and just... Good evening, good, good, good evening everybody. Today we're going to learn... So do you want to talk about that? <laughs> so what will make him talk? Probably clamps on the nipples, or shutting his knob in the door repeatedly. He'll talk then. Wow. Or you could grease him up and insert something. Hmm. Uh, I don't think we should go there. <laughs> I hear you have a new song called Soho Saturday from uh, the record company. Is that right? All right. We we had a song called so Soho Saturday. But we never released it. We just put it up on the website. It's one of those songs. We wrote it, thought it was quite good. And then Paul mixed it for about three years trying to get it to sound right. <laughs> and it never did because we were doing it on a PC and they're shit. Um, so we just put it up on the website just as like a free gift. Here, listen to what happens when you try and mix for about 25 decades. And then we moved to Apple Mac, which was a lot easier. Sorry, PC world and all you other PC people that supply PCs. That's the main reason why I don't run a PC. Yes. So, are you a Mac man? No, I'm a FreeBSD guy. Oh, right. Which is half a Mac. Half Mac. Have you heard of that? No, half Mac, no. It's FreeBSD. It's called half job. What? It's called half job because he only does half the job. He never completes it, but... Is that why Soho Saturday's not on the CD? <laughs> well, no. We, d we just got so fed up with it, trying to make it sound the way we wanted it to, that we just thought, fuck this, it's not going on the album. So we just kind of stuck it up on the website as a freebie. <laughs> Some guy tried to walk walk in on us. You know, I thought I thought So Saturday sounded pretty good. Thank you. I mean, we liked it too, but after the 767th listen, we were a bit bored with it, so I decided not to put it on the album. Did you ever play that song live? Um, we used to, but again, I think we killed it by mixing it over and over and over, over and over and over and over and over and over again. Sort of like your old songs, right? Yeah, not quite as bad as them, actually. I think it actually had more of an innings than the old songs, yeah. So what songs do you plan on playing tonight? We thought we'd basically do uh, the Robbie Williams set. We'd do... Uh, Angel, etc. You know, no, we're just we're going to play songs from the new album and some old stuff and just mix it all up together and make a lot of noise. Sounds good to me. Let's end it off with. Really what you want me to do is tell you what the set list is. I haven't got a fucking clue, mate. So. <laughs> oh, so I'm guessing you're one of those bands that come up with the sets as it goes. Is no, that we right? We do have a set list. It's here. Here it is. See. Oh, there's a set list. Pre They're prepared. A bang on E. Lumpy. Living on Dreams, Tone Drums, Allergy, Lumpy, Defiant, Lumpy, Ordinary Decent, Becky Guitar Off, Latex Love, Hi Hat Swing Start, Out of Reach, Scarred for Life, Becky Guitar On, Britain Still Burning, Mill and Tone Count, You Can't Do That, Voice of the People, Fast Forward, Rock and Roll, Becky Guitar Off, West End Stars, Stand Strong, Last Rockers, 
Ace of Spades, possibly Bomber, depending on whether we're still awake or not. There you go. So how did you come up with the set list? How did we come up with the set list? We put them all into a hat. <laughs> Stared it up a bit. <laughs> and so I'm going to pick out the songs and stuck them all up on a board. No, we try and make them... I spent hours over that trying to make it all flow, and it still doesn't. I was going to say... You put that all in a hat and you ended up with Stan Strong, Stan Proud and Last Rikers at the end? Yeah, we'll at the end. <laughs> because we know everyone will go home if we do them earlier on. No, that's not why. We put them at the end because they're not as fast as the other ones. So we've still got some energy to play them. Uh, so, so it's a uh, design with you in mind? Design, yeah. By, by that time I'm normally sweating blood and uh, this is where we stuck them. Sounds like fun. I guess we'll end off the interview with one of those songs then. Shall we end it off with the last song in the set? Last Rockers? No. Can you end it with no, We're not quite there us? yet. <laughs> That's had enough airplay. Do something new. What do you think we should do? Do Voice of the People, yeah. Voice of the People? Let's do Voice of the People and... Okay, cool. So we'll do Voice of... Uh, what the hell was it again? Voice of the People? Voice of the People. Is that Voice of the People? I think, I think that's... Voice of the people. Let me write that down. Make sure uh, I got Voice that right. People. Voice of the who? People? Okay. Voice of the people. Okay, here we go with Voice of the People. And you just heard Vice Squad at the Galaxy Theater with me, Jack, at Punk Rock Demonstration. And you can check out the website at www.punkrockdemo.com. And what's yours? www.lastrockers.co.uk. And what's the other one? W w dot lost rockers dot com or www dot vice squad dot co dot uk thank you and good night yeah we have to excuse becky over here she's had a little bit too much to drink <laughs> okay well thanks for the interview with a load of jet lag limey bastards that's okay I've, I haven't slept yet either I've been working too hard oh, really? <laughs> what, what have you been working at well I work for a social networking site sort of like MySpace but it's designed for uh, college students and high school students yeah. sort of like a networking among schools okay. campusbug.com <laughs> promote my own little uh, oh, job there sure. but yeah I just do that thing and I've been working there and there have been some problems there so I've been doing overtime and all that stuff and been getting in early and leaving late and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Not jet lagged, but work lagged, you know. He got thrown out of first class bar on Virgin Airways for being pissed. What happened? <laughs> well, I, some of you listeners out there may not have heard of a British comedian called Eddie Izzard. He's kind of a transvestite comedian and he's really funny. And he uh, signed in, he booked in to Virgin Airways next to us. So after I'd had a few beers, I decided I plucked the courage up that I thought I'll go and try and search out for Eddie Izzard and share a drink with him. And so I gradually made my way into first class. And a lady said, excuse me, sir, what seat are you from? And I said, um, I don't know, I forgot. I, said, I think I actually said I, I came in on the roof. <laughs> and uh, she basically knew I wasn't in first class. And she said, well, really, it's, this is for special people. And I said, well, I am rock and roll royalty. P 
punk rock royalty, you know. And I happened to know Becky Bondage, the queen of punk, uh, which did little or nothing for my situation. And so I was ejected. And um, so I spent the rest of the journey entertaining the stewards and stewardesses way in the tail end of the plane whilst they fed me Stella Artois and I uh, did my stand-up routine. Um, and I'm really glad that I was drunk. I don't normally get drunk on transatlantic flights, only on buses and tubes. But um, because the plane had a... He decided to abort the landing at the last minute and he sped off over the sea, uh, which under normal circumstances I probably would have pooed my pants. But I was so inebriated that I hardly knew that anything was wrong until later. But anyway, so I was ejected from first class and was very drunk on the plane. And I don't recommend it to anyone out there, especially if you are flying the plane. I guess with that in mind, let's end it off with voices of the people. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Okay. Remember, you can send me an email at punkrockdemo at yahoo.com. And you can check out the website at punkrockdemo.com. And you just heard Vice Squad at the Galaxy Theater. And we'll see you next time.